My name's Richard. And my name is Colin. And this is We're Not Wizards. This is episode 15. The Low Energy Adventure. <laughs> the Low Energy Adventure. And um, we're both suffering from low energy. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about low energy games. Games that don't take an awful lot of thinking. Potentially. No, no games not. that start off slowly. Anyway, my word, no, no, no way. Not the games you put in that list. What do you mean? There's nothing wrong with the games that I put in that list. I oh, thought they're, they're not rough. low energy games. They were, well, yeah, sure, I suppose you're right. Um, I guess we better say hello to everybody and tell them the reason that we do this is because there's quite simply, there's... Well, I've looked. Yeah. I can't find any other podcasts of two oh. Two middle-aged guys talking about board games. Never found any anywhere. The quest continues. I know. Streaker. Streaker? Streaker? I would have thought there would be more of us, but... No. No. We're we're a dying breed. Yeah. We are. We're a a dying breed. Um, And the other reason that we do this is because it's been too long. That's the reason that we do this. Is it? Well, it's been a while. That's... A couple of weeks, surely. Uh, no, well, you know, the chatting to other people, but not having you on. That's been a while. It's it been a been reasonable. A it has been a reasonable amount of time. Um, we got, I hate you, Richard. I know that. I hate you. I know that. <laughs> and I'm comfortable with that. You know, Good. I'm comfortable. Good. I'm completely Good. fine with that. Um, we've been getting some games to the table. This is what people don't understand: is that. Um, every couple of weeks, me and Colin get together and we try and play some games together. Try. Try. And we've been relatively quite successful doing it, to be honest, um, over the last couple of weeks anyway. Um, so, which is fine. Um, a little while ago, we played Donning the Purple. Yes, yes, we did. By Tompet Games. Just the ones. Just oh. the ones. Just big. But it was one of these things that was sitting on the shelf for yeah, a while. Really well, yeah. And I looked through the rule book and I was like, oh, no, I don't know about this rule book. And then we eventually got it to the table. And I, don't think, I don't think we're playing it right. I don't. I don't. I know. Do you know what? It's like when we put the photographs up on Twitter and then Petter went, oh, you've put that, you've put that token in the wrong place. Oh, we did play it wrong. Then. We did play oh, it wrong. Okay. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, Donning the Purple is about um, it's about basically controlling the Roman Empire in the glory days, and you're basically you're you're kind of positioning yourself either as kind of like an emperor, or as either the emperor's heir, or one of the the basically the heads of the Senate, and your role kind of changes as you go through the mm. game, with the idea that you try and. Uh, Get yourself some some lovely victory points. Yeah, it's it's almost a, a push your luck mechanic on how long you stay as that character. Mm-hmm. You know, which you because know, you have the option of killing yourself. Yeah, so you can you can move character. Um, yeah. or of course one of the other players might kill your character. So. Because you've always got, because you've got, you've not just got to worry about yourself. You've got to worry about the kind of the, the kind of the impending kind of hordes of barbarians mm. who were trying to take over the land. And sometimes, 
it's actually worthwhile kind of putting people or putting the, the, the land, the empire in a terrible situation and then effectively kind of getting, <laughs> stopping yourself from being the emperor and then letting the emperor have to deal with well, the we, ramifications. We, we, we didn't have that in our game. Um, I think we're very civil. I think we're quite. I think we're quite. Um, we're quite kind to each other. I reckon by mm. like the third or fourth game, once you had a grasp of it, I think Possibly. you would kind of potentially be at each other's throats, depending on how you were. How I, you were kind I, of I feeling about it. We would have a better in and out of of how to get one over on each other because yeah. it seemed pointless when we were playing. You know, um, there was only a couple crucial turns where it was like, right, well, I'm going mm. to have to do this. I think when things were pushed to the extreme, I think it was when the thing that you were kind of, you, it was the round at the end, it was the actions at the end when you had to feed the people. Mm. That was the one that was kind of like, made things kind of difficult. And that was when it was worthwhile during the round, probably kind of, uh, Changing the rules around yeah. and not necessarily a benefit because being, well, being the emperor kind of granted you additional actions. Um, sometimes it was quite happy to kind of, kind of, kind of sit in the sit in the middle. Um, what do you think of the looks? That looked alright. It did. It was kind of. Um, I think um, Tompet did a really good job. It was a Kickstarter when it came out, so. Tompet did a very, very good job at the time of running a very successful campaign mm-hmm. and putting it in right, to be honest, putting it in front of the right people yeah. with the right game at the time. So it got a lot of trash- traction on Kickstarter, I think, to the point where um, it did very, very well in terms of its funding. So I think when it arrived on people's doorsteps, it was the best version of the game. So there was mm-hmm. little wooden swords, there was little... Um, Little blue swords to represent the barbarians. The chits were all really, really decent yeah. quality. The artwork was pretty, pretty good. So it was a, it was a really decent, um, it was a really decent kind of well, well presented game. Mm-hmm. Um, so pr- quite, we did have a couple of fumbles in the rules, as we said, but I think that was just because we, when you're short of time, I think you try to get a game yeah. learned. And you try to kind of either do it like, do we read through the rule book and then play, or do we kind of play as we learn? And I reckon mm. we kind of did a, we kind of de- decent job with that. Um, would you play it again? Yeah, probably play it again. I, I don't see why I wouldn't play it again. Um, it's you- a, it's again, you know, it's, it's it's one of those games where you, you want to play it more than once so that you can. Get to see what the game's about. If you, mm. know, I mean, we we didn't really get a really good feel with just that one playthrough. No, no, I definitely want to. I want to try it again. I want to get it to the kind of the, get it to the table a few times. There's an interesting solo mode on there. Oh, that you can play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. um, which is kind of interesting, and it, it um, it seems to play very very well in kind of like solo modes. A lot of Kickstarters nowadays, a solo mode seems to be quite an. An important, an important thing. Um, the most exciting thing, though, is donning the purple. They're coming back to Kickstarter because mm-hmm. they have an expansion, which is going to be coming out in mm-hmm. the near future, um, which will bring details. I don't know if Petter's going to come back on 
on the show. Um, but I haven't asked him to be perfectly <laughs> Not yet. Ooh. I know. No, it's not. You know, it's just, you know, it's one of yeah. the things in the, in the kind of the list thing they get to do. But um, it's definitely worthwhile checking out if you can if you can find somebody to get it to the table. Um, I had fun with what it was. I was quite I was quite impressed with the finish and the components. Yeah, no. To it, be honest, it, you know. It looked great, yeah. It looked and it's, good. It played good. You know, we, we all had fun around yeah. the table. There wasn't anyone sitting going, I hate this. I hate this. No. Um, Definitely would do it again. Um, hmm. I guess the next one is going from the past to going kind of further, further, even further further back into the past also maybe mixing it with a bit of the future was um, Dynagenics by Ninth Haven Games mm-hmm. which we played at the end of last week. Now Dynagenics was it was an interesting game at the time because um, it came almost in the slipstream round about the same time as Dinosaur Island which mm-hmm. was the big, huge, day-glow, refresher-coloured oh, yes. extravaganza yeah, yeah. with multicoloured kind of dice, mm-hmm. whereas Dinogenics in its, in its impressions is, is a much, seems to be a much more sombre, kind of realistic-y type of yeah, affair. Yeah, it, it's wanting to look very you know realistic in, in its artwork and yeah. depictions and everything. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly has, you know, because they were developed at two different times. Yeah, they so were, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the computer game, um, Jurassic World, yeah, which is about running a, yeah, yeah, a food, yeah. the graphics that they came up with for their computer game uh-huh. and the graphics for for the board game, uh-huh. very similar in aesthetics. All right, okay. It's quite, quite, you know, you know, that they, they both went down that same train. I, think, I just think it happens. I th- yeah, I think um, it depends. I think Dinosaur Island kind of at the time went out its way to be this kind of day glow kind of colour yeah, face, it, kind of it rainbow was big, thing. cartoony. Big kind of colour in your face. And it was Quan Chai Moriana who was the head, who was the guy, he's the guy mm. that, um, um, that was the art designer for Catacombs. Yeah. Yep. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. that his kind of normal kind of in your face type of style, which is lovely. Um I played I played Dinogenics a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um I've played it just the once. What because it's so you were somebody who kinda you were coming to the table as kind of learning it for the first time. Mm-hmm. What did you think? What were your kind of your first kind of impressions with like components and stuff like that? Oh, I liked it. You yeah. know, there's, there's all the different meeples for the different types of dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked as though I was losing all the way through the game, and then I won, so that's always nice. Yeah, we need to, we need to talk about that. <laughs> and I won not realising it was the last turn, and if I'd known it was the last turn, I would have done something the turn before and got even more points. But yes, oh well. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Dinogenics, unlike... Cause Dinosaur Island is they're both kind of worker placements games, mm-hmm. except to me Dinosaur Island is kind of more fractured in terms of how the turns kind of play out. With Dinosaur Island, you were dealing with kind of like your DNA resource is almost like a separate mini game, 
then you were talking about actually creating your kind of dinosaurs. Then there was the you know the facilities type of thing, mm. and then you were dealing with the kind of the immediate the kind of the immediate danger. Yeah. You still yeah. kind of get the kind of the the reap and the sow mm-hmm. in dinogenics. Um, I kind of I found it a lot easier to pick up and understand than I did. I remember playing Dinosaur Island and um, Scotty, remember, played it with us and he, mm. he almost tapped out within like the first kind of 10 minutes of playing because there was just so much <sighs> kind of to it. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's a difficult... It's mm. one of these games... That, I think it's one of these games... Dinosaur Island was one of these games where you really need to maybe tell people to go and watch or watch it's played. The you thing know? with it is... Um because it being worker placement, mm. it's not really Scotty, Scotty's forte of, of no, a game. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? He doesn't like worker placement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sat him down and forced him to play worker placement games, and, and that, now he no. can come along to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Scotty. Um, um, but Dinogenics, what, for the fact that when we played it, there was... Um, we had a lot of quite a few of us hadn't played the game before. Yeah, so, we, well, we we made the mistake of not reading things. Yes, which, as uh, always, is, is a classic. Which is always what we do. Um, so for the first three turns of the game, we didn't realize if you went to one of the positions where you work, or you got two of those yes. actions, and and even though it's printed on it, printed on the board in big it was, letters, it was in big letters. Take two actions, take, and we're just like, no, that actions. definitely, that's definitely pronounced yeah, one. We'll, we'll one action. Yeah, we'll just do the one. We'll just yeah. do the one. Um, <laughs> I I liked. Um, there was a little bit of competition. I liked how they decided that you know for that area that you did the two actions that. You could every, they guaranteed that everybody could kind of build, everybody could buy, everybody could trade on the market. Hmm. Um, most other places there was like digging sites where you could get kind of like DNA. There was um, places where you could um, pick up, um, you could pick up kind of scandal if you got certain cards, kind of thing like that. Yeah. Um, but the kind of the main thing where you could like build additional pens or you could buy kind of buildings for the market or you could trade on the market and buy and sell DNA. You could do that kind mm. of any time. There was enough spaces, even if you had all kind of five, five yeah, kind of players Yeah, it was, it was a wee bit not you know, because like, you went down a, a risky path of a whole lot of meat-eating dinosaurs. Yeah, I did, yeah. And so at one point I was like, well, you know, do, do I try and stop? You know, because you've got to feed your dinosaurs. Yeah, you feed your yeah, dinosaurs yeah, yeah. Um, goats. Yeah, wooden um, meeple goats. Everything. Yeah. everything that's on this is represented by very well, all, all the different types of dinosaur and and the goats. So it's, yeah. it, it's like six different dinosaur meeples. Yeah, I think and the goat be, yeah, meeples. Yeah. So that's about seven different meeples plus your your workmen who are, who are decent sized meeples. Yeah. Um, darn, darn <laughs> but you were saying that yeah. there was only three spaces for the goats. Yeah, but at no point were we able to deny you from getting enough food. I think it, it seemed really difficult to yeah. get to 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 get a player in a position where food was going to be difficult for them to get. 
I think it depended on. I I played quite conservatory conservatively, you know, because the I actually only ended up having four dinosaurs in the entire park. I had two T Rexes, a Raptor, and an Ankle an Ankylosaurus. Uh, whereas the idea is obviously you can get depending on how you play the game, you can get like lots of little kind of dinosaurs, and you they're all surrounded by little wooden fences, which are again mm. are kind of weak meeples. There's a lot of this game which is physical representations. You're not yeah. playing with chits, you're actually playing with physical things. And somebody said they reminded them of Agricola in terms of little wooden pieces, almost like building up your fields and stuff like that. Mm. Never mm. played the game myself, but, yeah. you know, if that's what they think it's like, then then kind of fair enough. But that was kind of... I kind of like that. Um, I wasn't... And even from your point of view, I wasn't 100% sure of somebody having the most reputation being the person that got the first pick every time. Because I think there was a point during the game where you were getting a bit frustrated and it was a case of, you know, how do, how do, how do I catch up here? Well, I, I went down a, a pathway, uh, I bought a whole load of hotels, um, sorry mm-hmm. to jump into a complete mechanic we've not talked about so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and being stuck in that last place, there was no point where I could then easily get out of being last place, and it seemed to be hurting me an awful lot being in last place, and it was a wee bit, this is a negative cycle, and I can't see how to get out. It was... Even though I then, you know, to, to, to throw that in the mud, I then went on to win, but then that's because I got one token, and I don't and know we're if gonna we talk, that yeah, one token yeah, correctly yeah. or not. Yeah, I have a lot of words about that particular, <laughs> particular token. Um, because your reputation is built around the dinosaurs that you build, and yet the longer scoring game for some things is built around the kind of the facilities that you build. So you mm. have a you'll have your own kind of board, your mini board where you've got it split into two sides. You've got the side where you put your dinosaurs on, mm. you've got the side where you build like your facilities and your hotels and stuff like that. So ideally what happens is you want to build hotels, you want to build facilities, you want to build hotels because every round visitors arrive and you get money. At the end of it, if there's no kind of um, issues with the park, if you don't get into some kind of rampage or hysteria or anything like that, then your visitors leave and you get you get victory points depending on the number of mm. visitors that you have, which was cool. However, if you weren't building dinosaurs, then you didn't get the reputation. If you didn't get the reputation, you ended up further down the track. And even in yeah. the couple of times where I was like maybe second or third place when you're playing like um when you're playing four players it's it's i think it's it's coming from a place of playing too many board games yeah and so many worker placement games when you're in that scenario and you're last mm-hmm. then you normally get to either go first yeah in 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 the the placement mechanics or you get some of her bonus to try and make up for the fact that you're falling behind. Like viticulture. Like viticulture, yeah. 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 And it's odd. I don't know if there's something in the rules that we've not seen and not read right. I think we went over that, a couple that's, of times. That's reversed, if you mean, or you're meant to be getting some bonus for being last. Because um, the, the other thing about your worker position 
is how many um, visitors to the park you yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's also bonus visitors that you can get. Yeah. Which the person who's got the highest representation also gets the most of. Yeah. So it's like a, a win-win circle for, yeah. for being in the lead. And it's, yeah. it's... I was finding a wee bit, you know, like, if you know what I mean, getting me a wee bit, hmm, I don't understand this, if you know what I mean. I can see the I can see the frustration. I kind of I can't I still I was still really kind of enjoying it and mm. I started to find myself kind of planning for what was happening next and where I was going and yeah. trying to plan two or three moves ahead which is I think that's always interesting when a game gets you to start planning ahead so quickly after you started playing it that it shows it's kind of doing some some mm. decent things. I will not ever, 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 ever forgive you, um, Richard, who designed the game, um, Mr. Keane, for putting in the flipping DNA archive building that, <laughs> be- <laughs> that basically says at the end of the game, if you've got the DNA archive thing, you get like a victory point for every single bit of every single dinosaur that was in the bone the boneyard hmm. um the boneyard basically is there's a market and is 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 uh, basically dinosaurs that are being created go to the boneyard and dinosaurs that are being that move off the kind of the sail track go into the boneyard and it's got an interesting thing with dna that for instance um every card like the for instance, the Brachiosaurus, it's got a lovely, it's got a number four up the top right hand side, which means in order to create that dinosaur, you've got to have four of the same card. So it's like mm. a set collection kind of resource management. Um, because you've got to, um, you've got to, you're taking almost like a risk or taking your best chance picking up kind of cards from the dig sites because you might get the cards that you want or you yeah. might not. Or do you sell some of them on and then buy back the ones that you actually kind of need? Which I thought was kind—I thought that was kind of kind of cool. I thought I thought that kind of potentially kind of worked worked quite well for me. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, you know, like the the guys that were playing, that they, they were able to play a lot more dinosaurs than I was able to. Play, yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, not entirely sure. What I was doing it was meaning I wasn't getting the dinosaurs. I I don't know. I think it was if, all like like uh, two cost dinosaurs that I was playing, and and you know, like. I think if you're playing, the thing is, if you're playing, um, depending on the size of size of fences that you need, because every dinosaur needs a certain size of fence. Mm. Sometimes you can be caught with building the small containers for the smaller dinosaurs, and then obviously if you try to build the smaller ones. Than yeah. building like a T Rex to build a T Rex one for the one I had that only cost that only cost me um, at the time it only cost me like six fence hmm. so I was able to get that quite simply whereas obviously if you've got a grid you know it can you know it can it can fairly kind of kind of ramp up yeah. Yeah. you know but the DNA archive I was never ever played a game where I was approaching a sense of jubilation thinking that I'd actually beaten you in the first game <laughs> that we played together 
only to find that when we kind of totted <laughs> up the score, there was like one point in it, or we were kind of like equal, equal steadings. Did, and did, did you not wonder why I kept <sighs> on? Because um, there's two ways of getting DNA. Mm. You know, there's two worker placement zones where you can get DNA, and one is called the alpha site. I know, and that just gives you two cards. Yes, and then there's the beta site, which means you draw free cards. But you, you pick, pick one, one, and then you put two into the bone. Boneyard. So, so I, I was doing that each round doing growing up. I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> catching on because I was too. I was too busy worried about folk who were going to block my way for the goats. Um, I. I mean, it's. A, I, I've played solo play for Dinogenics because hmm. if actually what um, what uh, Richard Keane's done, he's actually included solo play scenarios. So it is a case uh, that you right, are yeah. mm-hmm. you are getting your own board and you have to deal with a certain prefabricated kind of yeah. situation. Um, Dinogenics, again, is something that is coming back to Kickstarter um, uh, next. Mm-hmm. I believe it's going to be next month into mm-hmm. the middle to the end of July um, with its first expansion. Now, um, I, as far as di- Dinogenics go, I, I've enjoyed my time with it. And I would certainly kind of play it again. I'm still. I would be interested to see how the mechanics work without without certain cards and certain things in it. There's still the corrupted T Rex that we'd have to bring in the game yeah, as well. Totally. So we've got a couple of playthroughs. It seems relatively. We managed to get like yourself and Steve kind of playing it relatively quickly. Hmm. Um. And I'd like to see. I'd like to see how it pans well, Kieran, out over Kieran a couple of years. Up to speed with it as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it yeah, kind of worked. All yeah. four of us were. Yeah, yeah, it worked kind of well. So I liked. I kind of, I kind of like that. So, um, yeah. Um, and the only other one thing, the only other thing that seems to be getting played a lot, which I'm not necessarily playing, which everyone else is playing, is Root, and everybody's talked about Root hmm. all the time, and I'm gonna discuss that another time. Still only played it twice. I, people seem to be, every time I'm at the games club, it seems to be somebody kind of fingers it and says, oh, can I have a shot of that? And the next thing I know, it's kind of gone. It's because the guys know the game now. Yeah. If you know. And they like so, kind of playing so it. They, like, can they, they play it. They want to play game, they know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, games, we'd like to get off the shelf. Is there anything in particular, Mr. Colin, that you would like to get on the table and have a good shot at? Hey, oh dear me! Um, Gloomhaven. Oh, I, I still own Gloomhaven. Still, do you? Um, <laughs> because I was looking it, at the it, shed it, it at the there. end of the garden, and it was <laughs> mysteriously. I didn't realize that Isaac Childress was doing sheds, and then I realized you'd stuck a roof <laughs> on on your on your Gloomhaven. Um, it's kind of like it's almost turned into kind of only fools and horses. This time next year, we'll play. You and me, Rodney, will play Gloomhaven. You know what? I've I've bought a wooden insert for it. I saw it. So it's it's lovely. It's it, beautiful. It all unpacks beautifully now. It's wonderful. And and I, I've got some some delicious play mats from a Kickstarter for it as well. So when are we going to play it? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you're prepared. You know, it's like you when, have. When the next time am I going to be on an episode? I, 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 let's not go there just yet. It's not <laughs> the end of the Sometime in the near or far future. Well, look, let's face it, the way it's going at the moment, you know, you've got plenty of time to play quickly, maybe. 
Um, well, I'm 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 retiring in about thirty years' time. So, well, there you go. Well, we can work. We can work. There we go. That, and then you can you can do that as well as um, polishing your lathe. Exactly. Exactly. At the same time, um, I would like you know riffing off the back of root. I would like to get. I do have vast. Which is Root's older brother, which was the first asymmetrical game that Leader Games did, mm-hmm. which is basically you play the role as either um, the dragon, mm-hmm. a knight, some goblins, or the actual cave itself. <laughs> okay. So you kind of it's a pure kind mm-hmm. of asymmetrical type yeah. game where you've got to basically if you're the cave you've got to collapse the cave on everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're the dragon you've got to escape. If you're the goblin, I think you've got to kill everybody else. If you're the knight, you've got to kill the kind of the dragon. And at the time, everybody went, Wee! Uh, vast. And I w- it's actually had a couple of expansions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'd be really interested in getting it to the table. It also seems, oh, seems yeah. ones that's got potentially a good kind of solo game because the sides are asymmetrical. And because you're controlled by what you could do, there's potentiality mm-hmm. for you to play it as a single player game, right, and enjoy yeah. the different factions, mm-hmm. which is kind of which is kind of interesting. The other um, game I'd like to get to the table is Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea, which is a huge trip. I think it's a explore, exterminate, extrapolate, uh, ex Benedict. Yeah, pretty much. And I'd be interested to get that skin is sitting in my sitting in my cupboard since I got it in aircon and I blame mm-hmm. utterly Dan Hughes. That's a convention, it isn't something that'll keep you cold. <laughs> I'm hoping the audience realise what aircon is, but I don't know, because you know there's quite a few American people that are kinda of doing it. Um yeah. That would be the convention in Ayrshire. <laughs> <laughs> It's no, it's not. It's Harrogate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're gonna just trick them to get them to go to Ayrshire as well. They're gonna be turned up. We're right. I'm here for the convention, kind of thing, and their mock kind of strange Irish American type of voice. Um, give it a kick. Is when is when we talk a little bit about the about the Kickstarters. I've been in the Kickstarter. Have you? What Kickstarter was that? It was it was the 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 one about the ants and I've forgotten its name already. Was it March of the Ants? Or something yes, like that? that's the one. Was it good? I don't know. It's not arrived yet. Ah, so is this going to? It be- was a good Kickstarter. We're all <laughs> We're hyped all for really it. Fun. We're all really really excited. We're all about screaming we like, Wait, dude, shut up and on. take our money. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's go on. Here you go. Have your ants and have you got other insects and stuff like that as well. Um... Have you been going on Kickstarter that much? Or do you not? Is it just not a, an interest? No, um, well, you go through cycles of, I'll join this Kickstarter, join this Kickstarter. And mm. then you go in a wee trough because you're like, well, these things I've joined up for aren't in my possession yet. And, yeah. and I, I go through a cycle of, I'll maybe join one or two. Yes. And then I'll wait for them to... To arrive, yes, and, and then play around with them, and then I'll go back to Kickstarter and I'll, I'll look at a few more games, and then I'm trying to, which I know is not the good way because there's bound to be amazing stuff that I'm missing. But my bank is also going, ha ha! Oh, yes. we can't give you an overdraft payment because you've not spent all your money. We're really glad that you um, 
that you didn't bother with this Kickstarter. You know, you get exactly, a letter from the yeah. bank to say thank you for not backing this Kickstarter. Yeah. Go, go away, get yourself some food or stuff yeah. like that, or you know, or travelling expenses. Only so when the last tree is cut down, you will realise you cannot eat meeples. <laughs> I, I. There's a whole question about that which everybody skips around. <laughs> I mean, environmental board gaming. Um, but anyway, that's another thing altogether. Um, I've kind of been off, not not off Kickstarter, but I've kind of not been. No, I've been observing more and backing less. Um, there are a few things that are coming up. There are a few things that we've spoken about. There are a few things that we have covered or we are covering that still have some time left, which potentially need a look and as we say with everything with Kickstarter um, you may think they're wonderful that you may think they're fantastic but always make sure you do a little bit of checking because Mm -hmm. there have been um, as with everything there's always risks involved with getting involved in any kind of uh, crowdfunding project you've got to remember you're funding the idea and then you're putting it in the trust of whether those guys can fulfil the idea or not yeah on the other side of it there's a lot of people that are kind of using it as we have an idea we have everything printed we have everything ready oh, if you can just yeah. kind of pre-order it there's that kind of thing as well but that is a completely different the, the, there are people using it as an advertisement space yes but there are the other guys who aren't yeah. and genuinely have got an idea mm-hmm. and it's the first time they've ever done anything like this yes. and before they know it they've blown all the money on on, on Glute- champagne and gluten-free, gluten-free bis- biscuits, biscuits. All right, don't look at me like that. <laughs> it was only the one pack of biscuits. Thank you very, very much. Um, first up, we have Bellum, which is a monochromatic strategy card game for two players where you, you're basically playing off against each other to try and destroy each other's keep. It's by Van Hammock Games. Uh, I wrote a quick kind of sideways glance at it and thought it was, you know, thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, uh, you read the, read the kind of the, my first thoughts on it. Um, It's currently got about a week left. It is about just over 50% of the funding. Um, And this is a second time on Kickstarter, so... Hopefully I'll get a push. It seems to be the case that having eight days and still having a lot of your funding to go doesn't matter because a lot of a lot of these campaigns seem to kind of finish their funding in a massive blast in the last two days because they get their forty. It does seem to be the the, the Kickstarter is the first forty eight hours yeah. and the last forty eight hours. Yeah, exactly. Everything in between is a slow trickle. I'm yeah. just wondering why people don't run Kickstarters for four days and just say there you go because that wouldn't work. That's why. It wouldn't work for the guys that that wait for the last forty eight hours. Because mm. then, when would they wait for the last forty? Will they be halfway but through? Then you get people that are like they you need know to, need to reward tier sort of hunters, oh, and, yeah. and they're waiting for it to reach a certain level. And all right, it's got enough stuff to warrant me. Yeah, kind of jumping in. Um, it's. I mean, um, yeah, definitely go and check out the the written piece that I wrote because I wrote some words about Bellum and I had fun with it. Oh, I'll just say, yeah, I had fun with it. Um, you know me, um, me and my boy. Um, the next one is Redwell Games. Good old Tom, Doctor Tom Lovewell at Redwell Games. Um, 
He's got six six guns showdown, which is currently on Kickstarter. It's got about ten days left. He is well over his fifty percent funding. He's approaching about seventy eighty percent. It's a very very small draw cards uh, against your opponent. Mm-hmm. Very few cards. It's got a dice. The idea is that you you play a card to allow you to draw against your opponent. Whoever touches the card first, kind of is it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Um, Tom's a good guy. I like Tom. Um, and yeah, this seems like a, a decent game. Couple of shout outs because we like to shout out people because we haven't shout. Do you know I don't shout shout. Out. I'm terrible. I don't shout out anybody. No, on the show. No, I'm a disgrace. Oh my god! It's like you know. I just expect people to go out there and tell everybody about not being a wizard. I don't even know you, Richard. I, pr- I don't even know you. It's probably true. We just sit in silence and contemplate that. Or we could tell these lovely people about some other people they should maybe be listening to if they're considering listening to people that they should be listening to. Okay. Okay. We've got Brainwaves, Ian and Jamie talking about podcasts, have an occasional guess. They Unlo- talk about podcasts. They talk about board games. But they oh, talk about oh, board right. games on a podcast and have occasional guests. We've got I've unlucky- never heard of anyone else talking about board games. I, well, I'm just trying to bring them in so you understand. Ah. There's there's a couple of other people here. You've got Unlucky Frog with Ben, Josh, Charlotte, and they seem to be growing the team mm-hmm. um, in a number of ways. Unlucky Frog, a fantastic little group. They're based over on the West Coast in Glasgow. and they West talk about, Coast. Don't, but we're East Coast. I know. Respect. Sharks and the Jets. Bonk. Um, good fun. They like, their, they like their games workshop. And Ben's painting is absolutely out of this world. Um, I think he's called Ober. I think it's Oberon on Instagram. I think he's or Oberal. I'll need to check it. I'll put it in the show notes. But his stuff's absolutely fantastic. Um, the apocalypse wouldn't be the apocalypse without five days for go- five games for Doomsday, which is Ben Maddox who is interviewing some of the biggest names. He's just had Richard Garfield on the show. Me and him are up on like a kind of a a competition now to see who can get the best guests. Do you know who's <laughs> winning? He is every he time, is. without yeah, without a doubt. He's bringing Richard Garfield for goodness' sake. I just like I ain't got, mm. I ain't got nobody with that. I can't, I can't match you with that. What are you doing, Ben? Anyway, um, we've got the boys over in the West Coast, not a Scotland, but in America, oh. which is your board game barrage, which is the um, the decidedly average Kellen, the rather okay Mark, and then there's Neilan, who's my current favourite, and oh. they are. Three people who have lots of opinions about board games and pretend they're tanks. I know. Okay. Yeah, it's just one of these things. Um, well, K- I'll be the challenger too, designed to kill the Abrahams. <laughs> <laughs> that's just too technical, and everybody's going to be what? Google it. All right, that's all we're going to say. Still got the salt report with Kay and Jesse who talk about. All things geeky, all things nerdy, a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen and anything that takes their interest. Um, new podcast I've been listening to, Death by Monsters, which is by Nat Matthew Jude. Um, he is talking, his topic on the first episode is about Bigfoot. It's thoroughly entertaining. Matthew Jude does This Game's Broken. Um, this is a podcast that you should be listening to just because it's good fun. And it's not board games or tabletop related. It's a lot of fun. And last but no means least, I cannot I cannot miss these people out because 
Um, I'm talking Dan Daniels and Mike Delisio from Sporadically Bored, who are still rocking and are rolling, and they're almost catching up to the same number of episodes that I do in a week. Who would have thought? Same amount of episodes as you do in a week. Yeah. Fifteen. I don't do fifteen. Why does everybody think I do fifteen episodes <laughs> in a week? That's just an actual nonsense. Right, we asked the question. Me and Colin are recording tonight for the first time in ages and wondering if you have any questions for us. Hashtag ask a wizard. I don't know how that happened. Um, tabletop Games blog at Tabletop Games Blah asks obvious question which one of you is the wizard? We're not wizards. We're not wizards, that's obviously. The whole that's point. the whole point of the f- What's wrong with you? I've never heard the like. I know. Troll of today, Steve McGillivray, <laughs> says, who's Colin? Who's Colin? <laughs> Dear me. I know, exactly. He's Colin going, going you. I know. Um, Rune Sky Games says, Colin, I haven't heard you since the, the time I did a lot of scrolling backwards and listened to you in episode one. <laughs> what have you been up to? Training to be a wizard. I mean... Well, you know, I suppose the secret's out of the bag then, isn't yeah, it? Are not, you training yeah. to be a wizard? Um, uh, yeah, um, pretty much, yeah. No, it's called work, unfortunately. It's, it's, it's called it's, work. It's, good. it's called other things. It's called sorting stuff out, basically. <laughs> and that's how we that's how we kind of roll. Um they're quite disappointing questions, aren't they? I mean, to be honest, I was expecting better, but I suppose we haven't well, asked questions in so long. Do you know what? Miss Nick, because Nick would usually say, yes. Yes. He's not even there anymore. To which I would reply, Twitter says no. Twitter says no. Um, it is time to go. Already. Time has gone fast. Time has gone quick. It is, yes, it is that time already. Um, where can you find us? Where, where can we find us on the internet webs? Where do we exist on the internet webs? Well, Twitter is... Uh, um... I don't have a Twitter. Um, We're not wizards. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, where's yeah. the website? Podbean. <laughs> We're not wizards. <laughs> or We're not wizards. Dot com. Or We're not wizards. Dot blogspot. Dot Com? Com, yeah. I'm good at this game. <laughs> you are good at this game. Um, you can find us on Instagram, which is. You're a wizard, Harry. No, no. we're not wizard. My word. Well, I just can't believe it. You can email us, which is podcast at we're not mm-hmm. Um You can find us on all the podcast catchers, which have got the word pod, uh, the word cast in them. Okay. And you can find us on Spotify as well, which has got neither we're pod. On yes, we're <laughs> on Spotify, yeah. I listen to it on that all the time. I know, I know that that's where all the three streams <laughs> on Spotify come from. Is you listening mm-hmm, three mm-hmm, times? Mm-hmm. Are we on Deezer? 
do you know what? I think I applied for them and they said no because they don't like wizards. And then I tried to explain that we weren't wizards, but they weren't having any of it. Good. I don't like Deezer. That's fine. Neither do I. Rubbish platform. Um, and you can find us on all the pod, as I say, all the podcast patches if you want to learn me talk how to. Um, if you like what you've listened to tonight, then um, there's a couple of things you can do. You can tell somebody else, even if you don't like them, especially if you don't like them, put them through 45 minutes of absolute torture, <laughs> um, you know, and then tell them they deserve it. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can um, you can go to Apple Podcasts or whatever it is just now, or whatever it might be, because apparently they're turned, they're splitting up into separate apps. If oh. but you can drop us a subscription, and if you like us an awful lot more. Um, you can leave us a rating or a review. If you are going to be leaving us a rating or review, don't give us... Five points. No, don't give us... Ten points. Yes, because it... It will expand our minds. <laughs> Makes us big-headed. All right. Okay. I'm not good at shreds. No, no, Come okay, on, okay, man. okay. And the next one, don't give us one star because it will make us... Eat onions and rubber eyes. Cry. Yes, that's it. Give us five because it's in the middle and it's a bit average. <laughs> we, <laughs> just, just a little bit average. decidedly average. Ah oh, dear, it's been so. Do you know it's been so long? Should we have a? Should we have a song? No. Can we have a song? No. Why not? No. Why not? I've got my glass. Have you got a glass? Right. Anyway, so. Um, I guess the thing is to say goodbye, so it's a goodbye from Colin. Say goodbye, Colin. Goodbye, Colin. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Remember, stay safe. Well, why are you looking at me like that? Stay safe, rule sixes. Um, make something awful, but until the next time, goodbye. 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 Stop shaking your head like that. I thought that was alright. Don't like it, you can go. <laughs> A wizard is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to.